I know it may sound kind of strange to do a best of, but I haven't been able to get in touch with a couple of my buddies, and I noticed some people have been listening to the podcast and just listening to the last couple I did, and one was a memorial to my grandfather that isn't very funny. (laughs) So uh, hopefully a couple of these stories are interesting. Thanks. My buddy gives me a call. Um, This takes place back in 2006, 2007. Uh, he gives me a ring. He says, um, hey, I'm having a party. You know, come on out. Uh, I live in central Massachusetts. He lives in Dorchester, Mass. So I live about 40 miles west of him. You can figure out where that is pretty easy. Um, so he says, hey, you know, my, my roommates went home for the weekend, and they saw their younger sister getting ready for prom, and they got all nostalgic and everything, and we're going to have a prom theme party at the house. You should come out. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I hop in my car and I'm heading out there. I got a tuxedo. I mean, I had been in like a half dozen weddings and such, and I stole a piece from every tuxedo I'd ever had and never returned it. So I had a makeshift suit. I could, I can get by. So I'm rolling out there and I'm not exactly a responsible person. I, at this age, I was like 26, 27 years old. I had a bunch of CDs on my front seat and a styrofoam container with like leftover food and my tuxedo hanging. And I'm so thrilled to be going out there. I'm finally doing something, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm listening to the music and everything. And I get out to, like, the Mass Pike Extension, which is basically just another excuse to have another toll at the end of the Mass Pike to get you into Boston. So I get on the Mass Pike Extension, and I'm heading into Boston. I bang a left, like, I don't know, just after Fenway Park, going towards Dorchester. It's somewhere between there and the off-ramp to get to where he was going. I think it was like exit 18. I don't know why I remember that or if it's even true, but whatever. A guy cuts me off. And I mean, he cuts me off bad. He comes whipping from the right-hand side and just drives right in front of me. And I have to jack on my brakes. And my food and my CDs and my tuxedo go flying. And I instantly lose my mind. And I'm like, holy shit, this just happened. I can't believe this just happened. I mean, there's like food on the floor, the CDs everywhere, the tuxedos on the dashboard. And I I can't tell if the the legs are getting stuck in the the barbecue sauce. I'm just pissed. So I do something I've never done before. And I I just punch it. And I start chasing after the car. And part of me is saying, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Are you gonna chase this guy? And the other part of me is like, I gotta fucking see what this guy looks like, man. I just gotta see what this guy looks like. And I can hear my father saying in my head, Mike, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm saying to myself, I just gotta see him. I just gotta see him. And, and, and so I, I'm chasing him. And sure enough, we're coming to the off-ramp and there's traffic. And, you know, you can go to the left and keep going straight. But this guy's obviously gonna get off the same exit I do. So I just, I, I now start cutting people off. And I, I get right up alongside of him and I stop in an open lane right next to him. I look over at him and I'm, I'm fuming and I'm pissed. But part of me is really, really scared and excited, and I don't know what to do. And I accidentally tap my window to, like, roll it down a little bit, but it automatically starts going all the way down. And as it's going down, I'm making a gesture to him, like, roll your window down. And he's looking at me like, yeah, 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 I'll roll my fucking window down. I'll roll my window down. And then he rolls his window down, like, part way. And now there's, like, you know, it's a, we're almost, like, face to face. And, you know, he's got, like, red hair and a goatee, and he's bigger than I am. And I'm like... Oh shit, you know, but but before I could think or do anything, I just yelled out, suck a bag of dicks. And then I paused and I looked at him and he looked at me and he's like, huh? And then I drove off. And just like that, I uncomfortably started hysterically laughing. I didn't know what to do. I, I was speeding. I had just 
cut off a bunch of people myself. I, I looked down. My, my suit's actually all right. The food actually didn't fall out. The CDs are on the ground, but who cares, you know? So I'm driving, and I just start laughing to myself. And I'm like, oh, my God. That is the funniest thing I've ever done. And there's nobody here to witness it. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if that guy could tell that story and I, everybody could find out about it, you know? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I get to Dorchester. I go to the party. I see my buddy. I mean, the party's already hopping when I get there. And he, I start to tell him the story. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. Just get ready. There's girls in prom dresses that are like in their late 20s and the lick is flowing. Let's go. So I have a good time, you know? Cut to, I don't know, a year or two later. I don't even know how long ago it was after that. I'm at home um, late at night after going out drinking. And I come home and the on HBO is like one of the comic reliefs. It's pre-recorded and whatnot. And it's, you know, it's the one that has like Whoopi Goldberg and Robin Williams and uh, I don't know who else. But uh, I turn it on just as they're introducing a comedian. And they're like, coming to the stage, Louis C.K. I'm like, oh, cool, man. I like this guy. So he comes out to the stage. And I'm standing, like, drunk, right in front of the television, like, six, like, I don't know, six inches away from it. And he comes out, and he's like, so, guy told me to suck a bag of dicks the other day in traffic. And I froze. And I was like, I told the guy to suck a bag of dicks in traffic once. And he goes on to tell the story, almost word for word, the way I just told it to you. Except the only thing he added was that he said that the guy had a dog in his front seat and then flew into the windshield. Apparently a tuxedo, CDs, and some leftover food looked like a dog. Or I don't know. Maybe it really wasn't him. Maybe it's all just a weird coincidence. But that story, I believe it was him. I don't know. I looked into it later on and found out he was actually from the Boston area. But, I mean, the car was kind of shitty that he was driving. He was already an established comedian. I don't know. It's just a story. It's just something that happened to me. There was a weird coincidence that may have just matched up perfectly with somebody else. For all, I don't have any idea where his story took place. This is just a story that happened to me that made me say, hmm. So anyway, that's it. This took place about 15 years ago. I had uh, just moved back in with my father. I had had roommates, and uh, my sister and my nephew were pretty much living in the house by by themselves. This was the house that I grew up in, because my father was uh, spending most of his time with his girlfriend, which is fine. So I thought, you know, I'd move in with my sister and my nephew and uh, kind of help out. So one night I was sitting in the back TV room and my sister and nephew were upstairs sleeping. All the lights were on in the house. And this television room was an addition that my parents had put on when I was a kid. So it wasn't a part of the original house. In fact, the door that led to the room was actually a door that used to lead to the outdoors. So I was sitting on the couch, which the doorway was to the left of me, and the television was straight in front of me. And I, uh, over the years... Everybody in my family who had watched TV in this room would often think they saw somebody or saw something near the doorway. See, there was this chrome stand-up light. You know, most houses had them. They were not really chrome. It's like a gold color, tall lamp that was right at the doorway. 
and there was a light switch that worked it, even though it was right next to the wall. <clears throat> At any rate, um, so this night, stone sober, just sitting there. In fact, I'm not the type of person to hang around with the lights on in the house. I'm, uh, I, I was always the type of person to go around and shut off all the lights. You know, if you're not in the room, don't have the light on. But for some strange reason, I had the kitchen light on, the hallway that led to the TV room, and that same hallway leads down to the uh, laundry room. And all four lights were on. Uh, so I'm sitting there watching TV, and I keep noticing out of the corner of my eye, which is something that happened often, I would I kept noticing like what I thought was a person or somebody there, and I'd look. But often what, what it was was just a reflection off of that chrome lamp from the television. You know, the lights would change and flicker on the TV, and the lamp would, you know. But this was, there was no shadows. It was, the light was on. So I peek over, and I... I swear I saw somebody just poke their head around the corner. Now, I know my sister and my nephew... In fact, they might not even have been home. I think I was there by myself, actually. I don't know. It was a long time ago, and I just want to tell you the story. So, I look over, and I thought I saw someone poke their head around the corner. So, I immediately hopped up off the couch. I was sitting on the couch, you know, crisscross applesauce or whatever you want to call it. And I jumped up off the couch, and I looked over. And as I did, I'm like, oh, I definitely saw something... Something kind of pulled its head back. So I took the four steps it took to get to the doorway. And I I saw like a part of a body like going around the corner. Just, 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 just far enough away from me so that it was always getting away. I know this is all happening in a few seconds. But it was so surreal in the amount of time it took for me to see it. And as I came around the corner, there was a person. It was a woman all dressed in black like the 1800s. Yeah, I, I, you know, maybe the early 1900s. Almost like a person would, the type of gown someone would wear to a, a funeral or something. And they were take, they took like three steps into the laundry room. And I was dumbfounded, but not scared, but sort of scared. But I still like just followed behind it. And as I did, like I said, I was just far enough behind it so that it was always just taking a corner. So it was like an S-turn that I had to get through, like out of the TV room, into the hallway, and then into the laundry room. And I followed behind it, never quite seeing its face, never quite seeing the entire body, but definitely it was not an apparition. It was not uh, anything fuzzy. It was a sharp picture of a person, a female, walk into that room. And I chased it right into the laundry room, and then there was nothing. And I stood there with my eyes wide open, all the lights on in the house downstairs. And I said out loud, well, you know who I am. So I don't think I have to be afraid of you because I've lived here my entire life. And I just started kind of weirdly laughing. And I was like, okay. And I went back into the living room, kind of scared now. But then a weird calm came over me and I, I kind of realized what I had just said out loud was really reaffirming that, yeah, I don't really have anything to be afraid of. Nothing's ever happened to me in this house. There's no problems. So I sat back up on the couch. The television was on and everything, you know. I sat back on the couch and, you know, just blankly stared at the TV and then something caught my eye on the television and I just watched it. And uh, I didn't think about it and I went to bed that night and everything was fine. I didn't think about it for years. 
So like I said, my parents, I don't know if I actually said this, but my parents were divorced and my father had the house and my sister and my nephew were living there. And then, you know, I ended up, uh, I don't know, I live with my family now and I was moving out and my sister uh, lives with her boyfriend or fiance now. And uh, my dad sold the house back to my mom and my mom and my stepfather moved in. And, you know, my father has his, lives with his girlfriend now, his fiance actually, and we all live None of us live in that home anymore. But I still go there all the time to visit my mother. And my stepfather told me one day, he's like, hey, Mike, have you ever noticed anything weird happen at this house? And I was like, uh, well, not really. I mean, has he ever seen a ghost or anything? And I said, and the first thing I thought of was my best friend Jay lived across the street, and he used to have, like, that sleep paralysis thing where he'd see things. And I don't know if it was, like, being in that half-awake state where it's a dream or if he really was seeing stuff. But he saw, he used to see a similar era man. Like, but he said it was like hovering over his bed and all this, this, this and that. So I started to tell him that story. And he's like, no, 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 this is like a woman. And he just started to describe exactly what I saw. And just like that, almost as though enough time had gone by where I had just blocked it out of my mind, I remembered it. And I told him the story. He's like, oh yeah, I've seen her. Yeah, I've seen her twice. Once at the top of the stairs in the house, and I forgot where he said the other one was. I think he said it was somewhere else, like in a different part of the house. And all I could think of was that if this is really a ghost, and I'm buying into it because I do believe I saw it, all I could think of was that it, it couldn't come into the TV room because maybe we had that television room built and, you know, it can't leave the confines of where its original space was. I don't know. I don't know, this is all kind of silly, you know. But part of me doesn't really believe in this stuff, but part of me can't deny what I actually saw, you know. So, I mean, he, he wasn't scared of what he saw either, but at the same time, he was a little weirded out by it. So I'm going to try to upload a picture of my house from, like I have to say, like the early 1900s. I, I can tell because there's like a Model T Ford in the picture. Uh, I don't know, one of my neighbors actually had it. My house is close to 150 years old, almost 200 years old, I, I'm, I'm guessing. But, you know, it has, like, a dirt basement with, like, a trap door that goes down to it. And, you know, the house was built originally without plumbing um, or, or a bathroom even, uh, for that matter. So, I don't know, it has some history. If you look uh, in the area where I live in central Massachusetts, uh, we used to be an aerial photo I had seen of my neighborhood. And there's only my house, my buddy Jay's, and another one on the street at the time from the photo. It's from a really long time ago. But anyhow, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting story. It's not really funny. It's not really that crazy, but it happened to me, and I believe it. So thank you very much. All right, we're back. That was uh, my buddy Dan telling uh, a story of... We're just trying to get this podcast off the ground. I don't want to do it by myself anymore. I'm having a horrible time telling stories without somebody to bounce them off of. And Dan was, uh, well, my second roommate, actually, because I live with my cousin. I might have told that story before. But Dan and I moved in together when I was about 22, and we had a couple of uh, apartments. And then Dan bought a house and rented it to me and his cousin. Oh, he fucked that place up bad, too. But before Dan's cousin was our roommate, we had, we'll just call him the first roommate. Well, third roommate. The third, the first third roommate. One. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so, you, you feel the, So, I remember we were, uh, your parents had just split up. Yeah. 
and you and I were at Ralph's one night. We're upstairs drinking in, fr in front of the Time to Fuck sign. Watching the band The Woodgrain Theory. Right, right. I remember that. Right, and the bartender's name was Jessica, I think, and she was, uh... Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, anyway, so we were, um... So we found it, so third roommate, um... He, uh, we'll just say, we'll just say it. He just got out of jail, and he had, he was working at Norton and Company, which is a fucking dungeon. It's probably the worst place in the world to work. I'm sorry if any of you guys work at Norton. I'm sure people we know work there. But you will agree. I'm sorry, you'll agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you work there, you know what we're saying. Um, speaking of suicides, they have a pretty high suicide rate. <laughs> but he, um, so he had gotten a line on this apartment through a family friend. It was a lady he knew owned the three-decker, and uh, the middle apartment was empty, and his crazy fucking sister lived on the second, on the third floor. Yeah. Right? So, we move in. So, it's you and myself and third roommate. Yeah. Mom. And uh, he just got into jail, so he was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he learned, And he worked third shift, so his 5 o'clock was 7 a.m. Yep. Which made for some real interesting times when you get ready to go to work and this dude comes back home wanting to fucking party and trick moose heads all day. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah so th he moved in. We all moved in together. And uh, the first night... There were some girls over. We had a party because we had a party literally every day. It was a yeah. fucking party every day, and uh, it was awesome. And I implore anybody to live their their twenties that way. But he uh, he had a thing for feet. Oh my god, yeah, the feet. And it was January. It was freezing balls cold in that house because it was a three deck. It only had the stove heater and the yes. heater and the power. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he was giving this girl a foot rub, and. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> He pressed the arches of her feet together, and she thought it was so nice getting a foot rub. She was so happy, and he pressed the fucking arches of her feet together, and he said, "You know what I want to do with your feet?" Because he talks like that. Oh yeah. I can't even do the voice. He looked. He or just to describe him, he looks a little like if there was a an older, well not older, but if there was if Charlie Sheen had another brother that wasn't Emilio Estevez, but also looked like Michael Douglas from Falling Down. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, he looked like. Yeah, he looked like. Like, you know, like the Balpins have that fucking one they don't talk about? He would yeah. have been like the Estevez they don't fucking talk about. Yeah. Um, but he was crazy than Charlie Sheen, almost maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And he was and he was a built dude. And in his eyes, he looked like the ultimate warrior. But in everyone else's eyes, he looked like a guy with, uh, who did push-ups and curls in jail. Right, right. I'm not picking on him. The guy was way more better shape than I am. He never did legs. And he was French-Canadian. Which makes him fucking crazy. Which I used to refer to him as the dirty Frenchman. And I cringe every time I say it because I'd be nervous that maybe he would, you know, twist my head off or something. Oh, but he loved me. On, before we steal any further, on the, they, they tore the dirty Kent down at Hampton Beach where we they were last week. The dirty, dirty Kent's gun. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, that's, oh the dirty Kent. <laughs> I forgot what you were talking about at first. But no, they're building like a fucking condo complex called the Kentville. So the, the dirty Kentville? Kent, the Kentville. Where well, you guys going on vacation? <laughs> Kentville. The, the oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But anyway, so Jeff was a fucking crazy Frenchman. Um, and now he has uh, a name, huh? He said his name. It's okay. Fuck it. He knows who we're talking about. So anyway, he... um. So <laughs> <laughs> we're bad at this, man. Right. So he, well, he, give you my social security number. He next. tells his fucking girl. He's, he presses her feet together. He tells her what he wants to do to the fucking feet. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's how babies are made. If you were fucking wondering, so she pulls her feet away from him, fucking screams, grabs her bag, her shoes, and runs the fuck off. Like her and her friends leave too. And he's like, oh whatever. And he just goes to bed. And I look at Mike and I'm like, dude, we're gonna get go to fucking jail. This guy's fucking nuts. Yeah, and yeah. he was nuts. 
Yeah, first day he comes in, he's got the stolen hot box, you know. Yeah. We still we never paid for cable that entire time he was with us. Right. You know. I remember sitting on the couch watching Deliverance with him one night, and uh, and he thought it was a fucking comedy. <laughs> How about the time our friend Michelle came over? Uh, high school friend Michelle, she comes over and she's got open-toed shoes on. And Jeff Stutson staring at her feet. <laughs> no, no, that was, no, that was like Jay's. She got a splinter in her foot, and he's oh, taking okay. the splinter out. He's taking his sweet fucking time. And I'm like, I'm like, I go over, I grab her foot, I take the splinter out. I'm like, letting this guy touch your feet, you might as well ask him for a pelvic exam. <laughs> oh, it was, it was creepy and awesome. We had this terrible uh, situation in that first apartment, though, because the people sold the place right after they gave it to us. And, no, uh, actually, you, you remember that wrong. They didn't okay. sell it. Okay. The reason that lady put us there was the guy on the first floor was on the fence of whether he was going to buy it or not, uh, and he right. was jerking off the landlady about, yeah, well, maybe I'll buy it, and he kept lowballing offers on her. So she puts us in the second floor, and that fucking guy went to his mortgage guy the next day and yeah. said, yeah, i got to buy this house. i got to get these guys out of here. So uh, they were going to give us a break on our rent for something. I can't remember exactly the scenario. But we'll just, I'm going to go back to calling him the first roommate guy because uh, maybe you didn't catch his name. And third little, roommate 1.0. Third, third roommate 1.0. He, um, he made a deal with uh, the landlord, whichever one it was, I don't remember. We had some old carpets that we tore up and we had put them out on the porch and it rained on them for like that first month we lived there. And she was like, hey, look, if you get rid of these things, I don't know, you guys can have a party. That's what it was. You guys can have a party if you guys get rid of this. I won't say a word. Meanwhile, she's planning on not owning the house in like 24 hours. So she's like, yeah, you can have a party, whatever you want to do. So roommate 1.0 um, gets in touch with a friend of ours. We'll just call him Zimmy. And uh, <laughs> Zimmy had a pickup truck and um, they swapped. They both worked together and uh, they swapped vehicles for the night for whatever reason. I think that guy needed a, like a, a vehicle that wasn't a pickup so he could use, you know, have because 1.0 had a truck, that you know, uh, a Jeep Cherokee. So maybe, I don't remember exactly why, but nevertheless, we had this... We're going to tell one point of this uh, Mustang story after. Okay, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, that's a good one. Anyway, so I'll make this story quick. Uh, you just said Jeff again, didn't you? No, I said 1.0. Oh, you said 1.0. Fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck it, Jeff, Jeff, has, Jeff has Zimmy's truck, and he can't drive a standard. So he's like, hey, Mike, I've got the pickup truck. i got a place we can dump these carpets. We can get rid of them. I'm like, all right, man. He's like, but I, I don't drive a standard. You know, Jeff had been in jail since, for, for, since you know, from teens to he got his yeah. license after being in jail, so he didn't know how to drive a standard. So I'm like, yeah, I can drive a standard. So I go and I get in this little Toyota. Um, I know it's not an S10, whatever the Toyota pickup yeah, is. So I get in it and I know we're firing up. And Jeff loads it all up and he's like, all right, man, go down the street. Oh, actually, no, no, go up the street. I'm like, all right. So I go up the street, go around the block. Come back over. He's like, pull over. I'm like, dude, we're like right, we're like a hundred yards away from our apartment next to the this little convenience store. Just like, yeah, this is where we're going. And he pulls it, <laughs> he pulls it behind. He has me pull it behind this little place. There's, it says, you are on camera, right on the wall. And there's a camera facing us. He's like, get out of the car. I'm like, all right. So we get out. And he he starts loading carpets, and he goes over to the dumpster. Dumpster's locked because obviously you are on camera. You're not supposed to dump here. And he just starts unloading the carpets all over the ground right there. Literally, if you were at home and looked out your bedroom window, you would have seen us. And we oh, dumped them awesome. all right there. We get back in his truck. He's like, don't go right back to the apartment. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And I drive away. He's like, all right, go back. Go this way. So we drove the exact same way. We went and came back around. So we, made like a, we went out of the way and made a loop and then parked 100 yards from the fucking store. Yes. Awesome. Probably even closer. Parked right there. And then Jeff immediately gets out because he, <laughs> he didn't have his cell phone yet. 
<laughs> but remember when he because he, he 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 thought the, the 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 cordless phone you could drive around with because he had seen cell phones on TV or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly right, what. Right. Yeah, because it had been invented while he was away. He had no idea. <laughs> well, I mean, they were invented before he went away, but they he weren't. They were fucking pro. Robinson Crusoe incarcerated. He was like, this thing should work all the way down. I mean, I don't know if he was pulling out a leg and just thought maybe the self the cordless phone would work down the street, but he tried to leave the house with the cordless phone. Anyway. So he calls Zimmy back up. Zimmy comes and gets his truck, and he's like, "Hey, you guys didn't really need to pick up for that very long." No, no, no. We swapped it, and nothing ever we came. We literally could have just locked the fucking things down there and thrown them. Like, yeah, we could have. On the ground next to the dump. Lock but poster. but we had a in a you know we had a getaway vehicle. So so Jeff bought a Mustang. Uh, because his last memory before he went to jail was how cool fucking Vanilla Ice was with his 5.0. So he gets his Mustang, and it was a uh, he wrecked it a couple times because he was a terrible driver. Hopefully he's, he's a good driver now because we all told you his name a hundred times. We might as well just text us to him. But anyway, uh, so he traded into this seediest used car lot in goddamn Massachusetts. This place is sketchy as all shit. And he went to uh, so uh, now at this time at this time Jeff was uh, 1.0. 1.0 was on um, I don't know how to how to say it. Um, he was he was. I know I spelled that wrong, but... Parole. Yeah, all right. Well, okay. I don't know if we should say... Yeah, yeah. So, parole is what I wrote. Anyway, he, um... I wasn't sure if I was going to say that, but he he was working literally 55 hours a week in a factory making grinding mills, and he was happy to do it, and he worked the night shift, and he worked his ass off, and he got this car, and he was proud of it, and he was driving it around and stuff. It was a nice car. It was a nice car. Actually... Are we tell him which story are we tell him because he wiped the thing out. Remember We're talking he, about when the thing got no, stolen. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Because remember when he, he crashed it too. Remember when yeah, he crashed it? Yeah, he crashed the thing a couple times. He was yeah, he, he, he tried to do a, 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 I'm not hip on skateboarding terms, but tried to do like a 50 50 uh, uh, rail grind on a guardrail on 290. Right. But yeah. So anyway, Jeff has his car and he trades it in. Now you finish. So the he story. trades it into this terrible fucking used car lot. It's like, they're, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I, I swear, it was like. You could literally buy a car with fucking unemployment checks there. That's what that's, that was their business model. But anyway, so somebody stole his car off the lot. Off the lot, who worked there, like a like a detail guy, or whatever, stole it, and then took the police on a chase. But because he was the last registered owner of the vehicle, so they oh they wrecked the fucking car. Well, what happened was, it literally was the guy that washed cars, okay. took the keys from the place, and stole the car in the middle of the night off the lot. And ended up in a high-speed pursuit through three towns on Route 9. But then he wrecks it, yeah, he and he ran the yeah. van, and he was the last registered owner, and he was on parole, so the fucking cops were like, well, this so, is a lead pipe cinch. So 1.0 is at work making grinding wheels, and Dan and I are, are sleeping in our apartment, and we get the our first, I think it was the first in, trip from the yeah. Costa Police Department. Yeah, they were super, super, really, they were actually, they were very polite. I remember that. I was actually You answered shocked. the door. I, I, I'm I like, hey remember. guys, uh, what's going on? And they're like, you know, I'm looking for fucking 1.0. And I'm like, ah, he's not here, he's at work. And they're like, well, that's fine, but we're going to wait for him. And uh, they also checked to make sure he was at work too, but. I think, yeah, they sent someone there. But we had to sit there and have a really uncomfortable evening for like an hour and a half with these random cops just sitting on our couch, on our, on our couch like. And in his defense, the poor guy was just at work making grinding wheels. Literally, it's like it's like a Flintstones type story. Here. He's like making grinding wheels or spacely cogs or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's he, he's there making like, and he loved it, and he was the best one they ever had. He literally broke records for making these freaking. Yeah, he was a machine. Wheels. The dude was a machine. He, like the, the union rep was like, "Look, man, you're making us look bad. You got to slow the fuck down." Jeff's like, "Fuck you. I could go back to jail. I need to do this the right way." So anyway. 
Yeah, that was just like so. If you've ever done anything wrong, I, I totally believe it. When it, it follows you, man, it really followed him. Yeah, it's t- it's tough. It's 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 um, it's a stigma you can't shake. Um, so then we, we we lost that apartment. Not lost it. We were thrown the fuck out. Like yeah, that, that's a way of losing it. Yeah. So the guy buys the the guy in the first floor is this biker dude and his girlfriend, and uh, they were probably. They, we thought they were so freaking old. They were probably 38, 39. Say they're probably younger than us now. Yeah. Right. So uh, this this guy's not happening anymore. Do you remember when he did? He tried to scare us off with his music. Well, I had the bedroom right over his uh, right over his bedroom, and you know, let me just tell you, I had a uh, surround sound stereo because this was the late nineties, and that was at four speakers. Well, four, huh? Shit. Yeah, so I just played playing music and stuff, and apparently I kept them up all night. So that next morning... Well, he didn't like your music. He played fucking Garth Brooks with the speakers, like, on top of his refrigerator. No, he, he fucking floor. screwed them to the ceiling. Yeah, I all right, right, right. I hadn't been out to make the peace with the guy. I'm like, all right, I gotta tell the ass figure out what's going on. But they, they went away for the weekend. They went away for a weekend, and he fucking left Garth Brooks in a loop and screwed the speakers to the fucking ceiling and laughed his way all the way to wherever they fucking went. You know, they're... Awful white trash. They probably, who knows where they went. Yeah, he totally was a village person. I mean, he literally was a contractor in work boots, and then one day he showed up with chaps and a fucking. They bought a Harley. They became a new person. Yeah, I was just waiting for the fucking Indian and the, you know, and the fucking <laughs> right. whatever the other fourth guy was. I think that's what his wife dressed up like. Yeah, his but, wife could have kicked my ass. I mean, she was a tough bitch. Yeah, but yeah, he um, so he he tried to scare us out, and basically he made the deal with us: start looking for an apartment now because I'm gonna evict your asses because I just bought the house, and we found. Probably the biggest dumpster in the history of the world to live in, because that was probably 52 Bell Street might be the shittiest apartment I've ever stepped foot in. Never mind, lived in, and we lived there for two. We bought an apartment that we didn't. We didn't buy it. We rented an apartment through the newspaper, and this is how long ago it was. Our rent was 600 bucks a month. Right. And we thought it was a little high. <laughs> you know what? We overpaid for that. Fucking we did, and we didn't realize that we rented a former drug house. Oh yeah, it was Dennis. It was Dennis. Name. Dennis, yeah. I can't even watch Always Sunny without thinking that fucking. Yeah, guy. I don't. I never met the guy. He looked just like me, apparently. People said he looked just like. Yeah, me. and and uh, it was just a regular three decker, two second floor in Worcester, and it's uh, my room was the I think it was the cat box before I moved. <laughs> um, Actually, yeah. that's where the dead kid happened too. Yeah. So you want to have your haunted story? Your fucking room was haunted as shit. Yeah, I never saw anything, but I do believe you because if you've ever listened to any of my podcasts, I am a true believer in uh, the afterlife and haunting and shit. But I'm not gonna freak you out with that right now. Right. But Dan Swiss. Yeah. Stop my... selling the fucking Amway, dude. I'm, I'm trying to sell the Amway. This is my pyramid. Step on board. But anyhow, yes, yeah, so we, we lived there, and, and this is when Jeff. We first moved in. My friend Trisha had given me like her lamp from uh, her. Her like uh, dorm room from college. She's and the terrible black couch. And the, and the style of that couch was awesome. It was yeah. the it was a pull out couch and the thing was you could not sleep on it. But it was a sweet oh. leather couch. You, mean, you, you, you gutted awesome. it and made it into a regular love seat. Right. But I kept that thing for way too long. You too. brought it to North Carolina with you. And I brought it back. That fucking thing would have been here if I went to maybe throw it away. Oh jeez. No, we dropped that off your off third. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. We dropped that off a third floor. Anyway, but anyway, anyhow, the story I was getting one was uh, my friend Trisha gave me this lamp that had like a floodlight that she painted red. And it just had this floodlight red light bulb. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I'll just put it, the hallway light went out. So I screwed this red light in. And I'm an idiot. I don't know that in this neighborhood, turn on the red light might mean something. Right. Like, you know, former drug house and everything. And Jeff's just like, yeah, man, that's, that probably means we either have prostitutes or cocaine here. I was like, oh my God, no, we don't have either. Yeah, well, he got that, ex- that education in, in, in jail where he learned all the yeah. finer points of being a criminal. 
I mean, I have a nice house in a town right now, and my house was robbed a few years ago. And we lived on that street. Nobody touched us. No one ever. We had we didn't a. Have any. We, nevertheless, you could still come. I keep saying nevertheless. It's my stupid phrase. I say when I have a little buzz. But dude, the fucking door was the door was interior door that I put like every I, door in your house is stronger than that. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? You, the, the, it was like you could have put it like one of those folding doors to a bathroom. Right. A shower curtain would have been a more fucking sturdy door than we had. I remember when we left. It was like, all right, well, let's see how strong this door is. No, I went out. We went. I came home hammered one night from the plantation club. And uh, I came stumbling up the stairs and I tripped on the last stair and I went head first through the thing and the door just sprung open like nothing. And then I threw up on the floor. And you guys have put me in the tub. But yeah. Good times. How about the time you sleeping on the pool table with your appendix exploding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're just like, oh wow, Dan really can't handle his liquor. Right, right. His poor mom came with like some soup and shit. She's like, you guys didn't know he was like dying? It's like, well, I thought he had a bad hangover. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, his, yeah, he was in a pissy mood. I thought he just wanted like someone to come over. Mood. I'm a fucking flat rate mechanic. I'm always pissed off. But no, the um, so anyway, we're in this awful apartment, and uh, the story I wanted to get to was um, we there was like the end game for me. I'm like, I, we need to get the fuck out of here. So I was making real good money at the time. I was not. Right. <laughs> and Jeff had gone, so we were on roommate. Jeff went back to college. If you want to. Right. So we went, we went to third roommate 2.0. Our cousin, my cousin, and uh, yeah, we're good. So he had, um, so you know, and, and the, the, the third roommate 2.0, he was a, uh, he is, he's a fucking wonderful guy. We still see him all the time, but um, he's not the neatest guy in the world, um, and neither are the two of us by no, any means. So we fucking, we basically condemned the pantry and put a ref- second refrigerator in the hallway in the kitchen and put it in front of the door so you just didn't go in the pantry anymore yeah we put caution tape over the pantry and just you know like they just didn't exist anymore that, that, that and, room does not exist in the two years we lived in that apartment we did not make one meal in right. that place I think Dan might have made some ramen which is where your ramen meister idea was going to come from I know I'm still going to make that happen alright it was going to be a VHS cassette. A VHS cassette in the shape of a ramen noodle? Fuck. Or a shape of a ramen noodle. Don't yeah. say it. People will still oh, think oh, it. Oh, assholes. Trademarked. Trademarked. Yeah, copyright. Copyright uh, infringement. So, um, anyway, so, uh, one night, we're watching TV, uh, fucking wrestling, whatever you guys are watching. Oh, yeah. I was and, uh, wrestling back then. There's gunshots. Oh, yeah. And people running and shit. And, uh... The, house, the three duck across the street from us were, were full of like to Chinese gang members with fucking triads or whatever. Grant, the Tiger Society. So, uh, my mom's one of those people who listens to the police scanner because fucking, I don't know if you guys have a mom like that, but they're not fun. You can't get away with anything. She's literally listening to the scanner. Uh, and the gunshots happen and this and that, and we're all laughing it off. And we're like, oh, I guess the fucking ice cream truck's not coming tonight because oh, the ice cream truck. truck came overnight. It was awesome. That guy was so confused why we kept going down and buying ice cream and. And popcorn and not crack, because because right. that's what his business. Was. I'm pretty sure that's what you do when you park an ice cream truck on a corner of Dorchester. I loved on a hot night in that fucked up neighborhood. It was like a ceasefire, like when the fucking when the ice cream truck came. All these different fucking oh, gang yeah. members and shit were like, "Hey, time out, time ice out. cream, motherfucker. We're having ice cream." Is it? It's popcorn and, and, and then, then it's back to the game. Yeah. But the uh, so my mom calls me immediately after and says. Was that shooting at your house? I'm like, no, mom, it was the house across the street. Uh, yeah. we're it was a good 25 feet away. Like, we're not the fucking triads. Uh, and she said, Dave, you've got like $25,000 in your checking account. You need to buy a house and get the fuck out of there and grow up. So we did. I bought, I bought a house, uh, a cute little house. Ironically, across the street from the house we just spoke of. Right. Uh, yeah, dead guy wasn't there yet. But the, um, 
the house we bought was in a uh, like cute little, it was, a, it was a neighborhood that was built by that company that room, Roommate 1.0 worked at. And uh, the house was really cute, it was tiny. Um, we all lived pretty happy there. And uh, I had the attic. And we ruined the fucking place. Uh, we lived like savages. It was the Delta house. I actually made the Red Delta. And, and we actually house. had to talk to somebody about... Yeah, the city thought we were running an illegal rooming house. Because they thought we were like college students who tried to open a frat because we hung up. We red did it triangle. before old school. The movie Old School came out, and I said, "Oh, like ten years." Ago. Right. We did. We I'm like we had already done it. I'm like we started our own frat, and it was full of misfits and weirdos and miscreants and uh, fuck terrible people and some good funny people and some real shitheads. Um, it, it was did, awesome. Then says to me one day, he's like, "Oh, you know, it'd be cool." If we could take the doors off that sliding door and I could get my motorcycle inside here and I'd, I'd totally turn that 883 into a 1200 <laughs> and I was like, well, I make those doors for a living. I, I totally know how to take that off. It's pretty simple. You just pull this and this. And he's like, all right. So we did it. 20 minutes later, I, Dan's got his motorcycle on his linoleum. Not even linoleum. It was, it it was, was ceramic tile. Ceramic tile, yeah. Because that's the problem because I think you cracked a few by rumbling a Harley in yeah, the freaking kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Well, the... A lot of like really significant things happen in our life in that house. And I'm grabbing a beer, so just all right. I'll put the phone a little closer to you over there so you like can hear you. Summer uh, shandy? Come on. Sure, whatever. The uh, the all right. We made a beer can chicken, a turkey. Right. This is a great story. Beer can right. turkey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So where did we get the turkey from? I got it from my fucking cheap boss. All right, it was a work. Turkey. So I worked for a, I worked for a small car dealership, and the Christmas bonus was a fucking turkey. And I'm like, this is great about the action. We're like, I'm not gonna make this. But uh, when you run it, like, you know, eventually you make it because you're gonna eat everything in the house eventually. We, we made that turkey and it actually came out good, but we wouldn't eat any of it because we knew. We stuffed it with pork fried rice. We stuffed, well, that was after it was cooked. So we get the turkey, we put the beer can in it. And when you make I, a beer can turkey, I, I wish I knew all the details. I was really Well, drunk. I remember this part was, when you make a beer can turkey, you're supposed to only use a half a can of beer. And oh. I put a 24-ounce Coors Light in it and just cracked it and stuffed it in it. So, now, our new roommate, who is, what do you say his name, correct? Yeah, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark. Uh, he's a big guy. You know, we, we called him Big Daddy back then. That was when the Big Daddy gave us being one and stuff. He, if, like, he's like, if you, um, if you took a photo negative of the most notorious B.I.G., he's right about that. Right? That's about He's a photo negative of the age. Yeah, he's a little bit more athletic than him. Yeah, well, because he was he was running the garbage truck at times. He was, he was running, fucking he, he played football. He was, he was considerably in better shape than B.I.G. Trust me on that one. Mark, Mark could ball a little, so. Do you, do, okay, so I was unaware that, that Mike uh, is a, is a hip-hop fucking um, album cover connoisseur. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I could barely pick the fucker out of a police lineup if I had to. But... Sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to. No, no, you weren't born with my squirrel, man. I'm just telling. I just give Mark a little more credit yeah, than Big, like... you know. Uh, but we had taken the turkey, and like I said, we had the ceramic tile floor that Dan had cracked by, you know, running a fucking Harley in the right. kitchen. So this is our Christmas party, and uh, so I'm blackout drunk by now, so I don't remember all the details, but I do what, remember. I remember the aftermath. To make the turkey, this is the because we made it the night before because we wanted to do the overnight thing for some stupid reason. I don't know why. We're stupid because yeah. we needed like. I had heard, hey, cook a turkey overnight. So take the beer can, put it in the turkey, set the thing on a low heat, and put it in the oven and set it and forget it. <laughs> right, I don't know. We didn't and know. we forgot it. Because the next morning when I got up, um, you probably up first. 
Dan gets up and he walks downstairs and I'm on the third floor and all I hear is that fucking Barney Rubble footsteps. Boom! And I hear a smoke. What the fuck? And the fucking beer can had exploded inside the turkey so there's nothing but beer foam and turkey grease oozing like lava out of the fucking <laughs> oven all over the floor. I come running down, I don't know what happens and I hit the fucking floor. Zip! Boom! I hit the ground. Looking like clockwork and comes Mark. He comes running down. All three of us end up... Now, at this point... We're not the cleanliest of people. We're 23, 24 yeah. years old at the most. Oh, we didn't mop the floor. We cleaned up the mop. floor with a fucking towel. So the whole rest of the Christmas party the next night, it was like a fucking grease, it was like a, a skid car track <laughs> in the fucking kitchen. But none of us would touch the fucking turkey because we weren't even sure. And we just put it out there and all of our fucking... People drunk, ate it. Our drunk fucking friends ate it and they loved it. It was good. So the next day I'm going to, the next morning after the party. So the, I were right. At some point in the party, I threw the Christmas tree outside with the lights still on. Yeah. I'm like, this thing's fucking out of here. We need more room. I threw it outside. Um, I I guess I fell down and wiped out all the controls on the stove and broke it. Fucking ruined the stove. Um, oh, yeah. You broke the arm off the fucking... Yeah, arm. I blamed you for it. I thought... I, I remember, you got up the next day and you're like, what the fuck did you do? I'm like, dude, you fucking totally wiped out your noggin. You know that knot on your head? That took the fucking handle out on the fucking stove. Right. So I got up. I, had to go, I, was, going up, I was going on vacation the next day. I got to catch a flight. I came downstairs. I looked around the house oh, and there was oh, yeah. fucking baloney stuck to the walls. And I don't know why oh, we yeah, had a that was baloney. Yeah. Oh, it was fucking awful. Oh, by the way, none of us are musicians, but we had a drum kit, a full bass amp rack, and a fucking guitar rack. And we just didn't... Oh, yeah, by the way, we didn't have any friends that were musicians. We had one, and he had nowhere to store it, and he left it there. And we just made noise with it. Right. Like, oh, it was beautiful, beautiful, sweet noise. Right, it was a lot of fun. I think it sounded like you have beaten a fucking cat on a drum and... Strat- we, were, we were still better than the fucking first Misfits album. Our unofficial <laughs> fourth roommate, though, he lived two houses away. <laughs> and he literally did have a cell phone that could travel. Because he'd carry it in his pocket, come down and get completely... Now, these houses were so tiny, they were called Norton's Capes. They were three floors, but the top floor was tiny. I was literally... I'm the smallest guy, so I fit up there. It went, by the way, Dan on the hustle, he wasn't fucking fitting up there. He got the master bed, but, and Mark was not going to fit up there. He'd come up and visit me walking through his closet up the staircase and would just stand there it was a at waist high. Yeah, it was a ladder. He'd stand halfway up the ladder at waist high and be my height inside my room. And we'd watch TV as he leaned on my floor like like a fucking, fucking Sesame Street character or something. <laughs> or like somebody took their hand up his back. Yeah, yeah. He's like Oscar the Grouch. But anyway, the fourth, the fourth fucking roommate, Alex, he lived, he, and he had a roommate, uh, Kirby. Kirby, yeah. We used to call him Flounder because he looked just like Flounder from Ireland. I accidentally said it to his face. Yeah, I thought he, he fucking knew he it. He was, was he was heartbroken by that, but and yeah. well, it wasn't like a bad thing. I didn't yeah. mean anything about awesome. it. Awesome. It's a great movie. But uh, Alex used to come up to our place, and Dan, you know, we, you know, we were young guys. You know, Me and Mark, whatever we bought, we drank. We Alex was also the king of alcoholism. Yeah. We, 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 we drank whatever we had that night, but Dan was trying to store a fucking nice little box. Like, yeah, we started off like, like a nice liquor cabinet. Like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? This fucking guy came down and drank a, a handle of vodka like it was a beer. Yeah, he just, whatever bottle it was, Windex, crack it open, fuck it, drink it. But he, he, come, he quit drinking though. God bless him. Oh, I know, if, I know. If, I know. if you're listening to this, Alex, I, I can't, I commend you. You're like, you are a pillar of strength and I can't wait till you retire because you told me, you promised me you were going to jump off the wagon when you retired. But that first night we lived there, this is all coming back to me now. We shouldn't right. actually talk about this. Maybe. This could almost be its own story, but ah, fuck it, I'll go, I'll go through it. No. Oh, we'll start. Yeah, we'll start this over again. 
we'll start this. We'll tell this story another time after we re we, we talk about this. We make sure that nobody gets in trouble for anything. Right. Yeah, they, they should be assumed names because that's, that's yeah. that kind of story. All right. So anyway, Alex used to have his phone, and he'd come down and hang out with us and drink all our beer. And like you said, this was the fucking late 90s, early 2000s, literally. It's in 99, 2000, yeah. And um, he would sit there and peer out the window. He had his girlfriend. His girlfriend he, was the sweetest girl in the world. She was a veterinarian. She was like the nicest kid. And uh, and she was like tired of his shit because he was drunk all the time. So he uh, he would he would he would be drinking his our handle of, of vodka that we used to make Jello shots, and he'd be he'd have his phone. And when his girlfriend called, he'd be like, "Guys, shut up!" And he'd be like, "Oh, hey, babe. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no. I'm just sitting here watching TV, waiting for you to get out of work. Yeah." And we'd have to pretend we were at his house, and. Uh, and I had birds. <laughs> and, and they'd like squawk and shit. And he'd be like, shut that thing up. But he would do that. And then like he'd get off the phone with her and he'd be like, yeah, dude, she just left work. I had 20 minutes. And he'd drink and we'd play video games or whatever we're doing, foosball. And as soon as her car came around the corner, he'd drop everything, run out the back door, run across our neighbor's lawn. The poor neighbor. The, the equestrian. Right, right. And she um, literally was, wasn't she? She has yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, and she was also the word to use for two ladies who like each other. Oh, yes, um, yes. Uh, oh, that's a great story, too. I'm going to tell about her. Weird guy. Yeah, yeah. Boyfriend. So anyway, <laughs> so Alex would run across and then run into his back door and then jump on his couch like Parker fucking Lewis. And like nobody, and she would come home and had no idea that he'd been out of our place getting fucking That just fucking dated wild. us pretty bad. We just gave right. a Parker Lewis reference. And he'd be on his couch pretending and like, and she had no idea he was at our house getting fucking plowed all day. Because, and that was his life. Oh, and Alex looked exactly like Gene LaVanchi. <laughs> right. That's a compliment, dude. I mean, he's yeah. a handsome guy. That's a compliment to Gene LaVanchi. Have you seen him lately? Actually, yeah, Alex, you look a lot better than Gene LaVanchi. Alex is a handsome man. But tell the story about the freaking middle neighbor between us and his and her fight. You know, that husband. could almost be a that could be a two point All right, we'll do that another time. But yeah, let's let's end this and we'll, we'll end this and make sure that we didn't incriminate ourselves too much. We're at the half hour mark. Yeah, nobody's listening now. You're all either at work either, now. Either you're the three other people that know about this and you're listening to it, or a... Or your third roommate 1.0 and you're on your way to our house to strangle us right the fuck now. I don't think he even cares because I have more stories about him when I drove him cross-country. Oh, I, I drove... All right, we'll talk about I that. I spent very little time with Jeff, even though... I, I was... I was... Because I knew him when I was very, very young. Like, he fucking loved you and he buddied up to you immediately. Like, me and Jeff, we had a very... I was like the fucking adult in the room a lot of times, and I'd be like, no, Jeff, no. Like, he would never think to... Oh, fuck it, I can't I gotta tell the story now. But man. he would never think to walk up to a couple of girls in a bar with me and say, hey, you girls like to fuck? Like, he's the fucking, uh, the Russian guy outside of Clerks, fucking berserker guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's that go? Do you want to fuck berserker? Right. Something like that, I can't remember. He would never think to do that with me because he, like, he knew I was, like, fucking, uh, at least... I was a feral bachelor, but I was at least almost a grown-up, and he wouldn't do that shit with me. He did all kinds of awful shit with you. Yeah. I drove him and his uh, wife-to-be cross-country, and um, I'm thinking of stories right now, and I, I just don't want to really incriminate myself too, too much, but um, real quickly, we were at this uh, at this campground, and he's like, dude, I looked it up. It's where the Indianapolis 500 is every year. It's a fucking wild time. Yeah, the weekend the Indianapolis 500 is there. 
the rest of the year, it's a retirement community for people from across <laughs> country. So we get there, and we went to the biggest fireworks store in the country. I don't know if it's in Ohio, but it's like it's like a Walmart with just oh, with good just fireworks. We get these like, and we're from Massachusetts, so you can't we, shit. We, we we freak out over fireworks if you can get them, you know. You used to be able to go to New Hampshire and get some good stuff, but you can't really anymore. Yeah, like a fucking congressman gets his fucking thumb blown off and nobody can have fucking fireworks messages. Yeah. So we got these real rocket things and we're sitting there and his, his wife takes out all this nice spread and puts it all over the picnic table and everything and we're getting, me and Jeff are just getting lit because we just drove for eight hours. And uh, he's got, he's got, we have like styrofoam bowls of like salsa and all this stuff. And his girlfriend's just putting on all this shit. And she's like a nice girl. She's, she's super like nice. Fucking, she's like, a, she's like wants to be a, a good, like, she's like a, like wants to be a homemaker and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, she's yeah. such a nice lady. And but, he's a goddamn wild animal. But she's in it to win it, man. She, 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 she's a ride or die girl with Jeff because she's still with him and everything. So anyway, we're getting buzzed and uh, Jeff lights takes a uh, firework like a, like one of those like like toilet paper roll not even toilet paper roll like fucking paper towel roll size rockets with a fucking broomstick sticking out <laughs> puts it in the umbrella hole of the picnic table and leaves the day he's like Mike I'm gonna light that thing up before we go to bed and I'm like yeah alright Jeff sure you are so we're sitting there and we're talking and everything and his uh, his girlfriend's sister was with us and her boyfriend and we're all shooting the shit and we're talking and stuff so you're the cameraman for this uh, basically no I, I was the stunt double I was uh, I was in there because there's some other stories I just I really want to tell another one about a horse that bit me but <laughs> we'll get into that after but anyhow in the, in the middle of it all Jeff just lights the fuse while we're in the middle of talking because I guess the, there wasn't enough uh, attention brought to him right so this fucking class A fucking firework goes off <laughs> and starts to take off out of the, the hole the umbrella's supposed to be in the middle of the table. Well, it takes off like a fucking uh, Apollo rocket and it gets stuck in the picnic table. So it goes through like the first three of its stages. six stages <laughs> at fucking three feet off the ground and just melts the fucking styrofoam, blows all the shit off the fucking table and shoots up about 15 feet in the fucking air and explodes. <laughs> it should be like, I don't know, 100 feet in the air, how fucking high fireworks go up, like real class A fireworks. <laughs> Blows fucking up. I mean, I mean, okay. Blow, I mean, we're just fucking ducking cover and it was like, and the shit's hitting the ground. It should be in the air. Those things are blowing up because they're like two stage things. Well, not fucking 30 seconds goes by and the fucking guy who owns the uh, campground comes down in his golf cart and his fucking bathrobe on with a golf club. All right, all right, all right. No more fireworks. There's no a more fireworks. Park Boys episode somewhere in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy with a fucking drink in his hand. No, right. this guy came down and was like, and, and, and we're, you know, we're looking around and it's like, okay, we have a fucking Penske truck and we're towing a Cadillac behind us and we just look like pieces of shit and so we just went to bed. But the, the, the next morning we get up and the black scorch marks on the picnic table and the melted styrofoam with salsa in it. Oh, it was beautiful. She must have been so proud. Yeah. But I had, I had, let's just say I had a snack in my pocket. And, and, uh, uh, Jeff and his girlfriend were fighting and, and I, I just wanted to get away from them because they were very, it was the word. Passionate is the word. I would say tumultuous, whatever, passionate. So, at this fucking campground, they had a miniature horse. Like, uh, so I'm like, all right, cool. Was he ride the fucker? Or was I don't. This place was like in the, during like, I don't know what the fuck it was there for. Huh. In the Midwest, man, they got some weird shit. Like, it's just a okay, okay. Maybe more people will come to our campground if we had a fucking miniature horse. Right. Yeah. 
So I go over to the, the corral and it's dirt. The whole fucking thing is dirt. That and poor thing, too. And there's like grass around the edges of the fucking like long strands of grass and it's eating it. So I have, let's just call it a snack in my pocket. And this fucking little baby horse comes over. Now Jeff and his girlfriend are fucking yelling and fighting. <laughs> and this fucking thing comes over, it sniffs out what's in my pocket and grabs me and bites me through the fucking fence, grabs me and starts pulling me like a fucking pro wrestler into the turnbuckle. <laughs> and it fucking was like a monkey bite, dude. I, I had like fucking teeth marks in my cat in my thigh. And I'm like yelling for Jeff and Jeff's fighting with his girlfriend. And meanwhile, his his soon-to-be brother-in-law is just there with his, like, you know, super 35-millimeter camera just taking pictures of everything. He was taking the fucking Zabruder film of you. Yeah, yeah, the Zabruder film, yeah. Shoot off. And I just, oh, God. And th that later on that night, this is all in the same campground. Yeah, I mean, we ended up, we almost ended up on the Jimmy Kimmel show that trip. Like, but I stuttered and stammered and we didn't get on. But and anyway, this is the end of this story right here. Right. I, I have more to tell you about everything, but we, we literally We just went seven minutes after we said it was over. Seven but, minutes. All right, yeah, that bye. Was, have bye, a good, bye. Have a good day. Is one from the truly tasteless joke book. Stanley, what are you cutting out of the paper? Asked Rhonda, who loved to pry. It's a story about a guy from Milwaukee suing for divorce because his wife kept going through his pockets, explained her long-suffering husband. Now, Stanley, what on earth are you going to do with a story like that? Put it in my pocket. That New York accent is was perfect. That was perfect. Are you? Do you live in New York? You do, don't you? That last voice you heard was Jonesy from Weird AF News Podcast, also on Anchor. You should check it out. It's very good. And uh, I call into him every once in a while and do some voices. It's kind of funny. I like it. This is why it's important to kill all bugs, including spiders, that are in your house. I had my first apartment with my cousin... And uh, I had the bedroom in the basement. So I was laying there in my bed one night. And I look up and I see a spider on the ceiling. Above my closet. And I decide oh, I'm going to let him go. You know, maybe he'll eat the other bugs or whatever. But another week goes by. I notice the spider's, like, you know, between the size of a quarter and a half dollar. I'm like, wow, he's getting big fast. But, you know, I let him be. Well, another week, I don't know how long ago, what, long after that it was. I'm a, I take a shower upstairs, I come downstairs, wrapped in a towel, throw the towel up over my closet door. I'm trying to find some clothes, i got to dry off a little more, so I take the towel back, I wrap it around my body, and I feel like a, a weird cold drip of water kind of trickling horizontally across my ass cheek. So I pat the towel real quick, and I feel it again, I'm like, oh, that's weird. You know, almost like it felt like there was like a, like a string or something in there. So I reached down inside the towel. I'm like, oh, it's, a, it's like a weird lint ball. And I start to roll the lint ball up. And I realize it feels cold and damp. And I look down at it as I'm pulling it out of the towel. And I have the spider in my hand. I'm rolling it up. Ah! Throw it on the ground. I grab this, this like growl or beer jug I had full of quarters. And I pick it up and I smash it on top of it. And of course, the thing breaks. Change goes everywhere. The spider's now underneath the change. Needless to say, I spent the next two hours looking at my asshole in the mirror to make sure the spider didn't lay any eggs. Anyway, thank you.
Dude, so funny. <laughs> so funny. So this has been the first installment of The Best Of, only because I haven't thought of anything new to do, and I haven't gotten in touch with any of my buddies to go do this yet. So if you've heard all these before, if you haven't, enjoy. Thank you very much.